For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast, brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode number 10, A Shocking Revelation. My name is Tanzan, and I am joined by Maggie. Hello. And Jess. Hey. Just a quick hey, Maggie here, to say thank you guys. Um, I know when we record this, it is like 10 episodes later, but um, this past weekend, or the Friday, was when we actually finally posted live our first episode, and a few people actually listened to it. Woo-hoo! guys that was super cool thank you for everybody that posted some feedback people that visited reddit and twitter and and our site mcanalys.ca and all of that good stuff super exciting um makes us feel like yay maybe we don't suck no just kidding um we do but there's an audience but there's an audience now (laughs) 200 Uh, listens in two days and you're all suffering with us yeah so hopefully that continues hopefully we just continue to get better and attract more listeners and we are super super excited and it was super cool and yeah we're all a little giggly (laughs) so thank you chapter 18 out of ideas and clues Dresden wanders to Linda Randall's apartment and lays down on the floor next to her bed As he drags himself out of despair, he spies a film canister that is a match to the one he found at the cell's vacation home. Chapter 18. So, he just has left the varsity after, like, blowing it up and then forcing, quotes, Marcone to, like, burn it down. And Marcone being like, I should really help you, but I'm not gonna. Uh, bye. And so, what does Harry do? So, Harry, once again, finds himself just wandering the dark, mean streets of Chicago at God knows what o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Didn't you end up here because you were doing this and then you got jumped and beaten and assaulted? Why are you back out here just wandering the streets in a daze? Like, (laughs) I mean, I get it, but at the same time, yeah, literally all that's happened is you've gotten pissed off Marcone in between wandering the streets and getting jumped and now you're back wandering the streets <laughs> hopefully not getting jumped again hopefully but i mean come on harry pressing your luck a little don't you think <laughs> he does say that in hindsight that he thought it was a stupid idea <laughs> yeah but maybe he should have thought of it in foresight considering it just happened i mean someone i know recently had their car broken into and their window smashed and like i don't know two weeks later they had to be like downtown again and they're like I don't know. Do I lock my doors or do I leave them open so they don't smash the window? Because, you know, this just happened. I'm like, this is like maybe two hours. She's <laughs> speaking about her daughter as like a friend of a friend. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe she I know somebody's wanna... car got broken. Maybe she too. doesn't want to shout out. I don't know. <laughs> we know a guy. <laughs> Your daughter? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so my daughter's car was broken into and they smashed the window 
And now, like, a couple of weeks later, she had to be in the same area. And she's like, do I leave it unlocked so they don't smash a window? Or do I take my chances and lock it up so they don't, like, try and just steal a car? Because now I don't leave anything in the car. And it's How many times do we have you. to teach but you this lesson, old man? point is, is exactly. It was like, that's a couple of weeks and she's got it on her mind that it's a possibility. This has literally been a couple of hours. And Harry's like, oh. Harry's concussed. We already established that. <laughs> oh, all right, and fine. now he's in the, dump, like, the, 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 the down and dumps. Well, he kind of was after the other viciously horrible crime scene. I'm just saying. He didn't know Linda well, but he'd met her. Like, he'd seen her just, like, hours before, and now she's all, like, heartless and gutted, and Harry is feeling a little gutted. (laughs) Not as literally. Uh, But, yeah, anyways, I just just thought that was kind of funny. I'm like, wow, Harry, way to go. But, you know. He is, and he does, and he starts thinking about sweet old papa, and yes, poor Harry, who just... Yeah, we get a little bit of a backstory for... Nobody there to love him. For Harry. Yeah, he starts thinking about his dad, Malcolm. Yeah. Good old Papa Dresden. Good old Papa Dresden. I took care of him. Who was a good papa for that first six years. He was a good dad. He uh, did the best he could. Bit of a... He was just kind of your mild-mannered, sort of nerdy kind of generous, to, ra- a generous fault, yeah. to a fault. Yeah, they, they, not a ton of stability in some ways, in the sense that, you know, he was a traveling showman, stage magician, so they were on the road a lot. Um, but, but stability that that Malcolm was always there for Harry. You know, he was there. He did, uh, you know, memories of 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 sleeping in the back of the the station wagon and you know his dad making him chicken soup when he didn't feel well and all that kind of stuff so it really is kind of sweet and it gives you a little bit more about harry and what his life has been like and where he's coming from and who he is and and how he ended up with the moniker of harry blackstone copperfield (laughs) um and yeah so it's a nice little touching moment just kind of a i think that's pretty much all it serves to do is just give us a little exposition a little backstory and an excuse for Harry to be sort of wandering aimlessly and not really focused on what he's doing. Well, that's a little bit of a mood, too, I think. Yeah. He's nostalgic and and just feeling sad and sorry for himself, so. Yeah. Yeah. Bring in, bring in to the, the bring mix, in the, the, lost, the lost father. What? Oh, him, too, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. And he just kind of randomly, apparently, finds himself back at Linda's place. Right. Lying on the floor, which, gross. Ew. (laughs) Yeah, that's a weird choice. Dead or no dead girl. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, in a couple ways. You could just say weird for the sake of weird. Also, he did sort of describe her her as what kind of like a rock star trailer tour bus. And like clothes on the bed and like pizza boxes. I'm like, there's a chance her floor might not be that clean. Especially because he also mentions her nightstand. And what's occupying it. (laughs) And that Linda herself has, you know, admitted to um, her favorite hobby. So I don't know how clean her floor is (laughs) between all of those things. (laughs) So he lays down on the floor right next to the bed. Well, maybe that's why he didn't lie in the bed. (laughs) And Well, I guess that's why, I mean, the bed definitely (laughs) has got some blood and guts. But you'd think there might be a little bit of... Something, something down on the floor there, and like I say, if not from the murder, at least from, especially at you know six, 
six, six, nine, like. Yeah. I could maybe find a spot on the floor that was clear. But <laughs> he's, yeah, yeah, he's probably not, but. Yeah. When you're so, you know, in despair and in the dumps, though, and. I guess. I always chose sure. Like who, hasn't, who hasn't laid on a floor? <laughs> I can definitely say I have. Um, I was going to say probably not that long ago, but we're not talking about me here. So <laughs> keep your sad self to yourself. <laughs> I'm really trying. Um, but I always kind of focus more on on the fact that she's got the the patio window thing kind of there. And that's what he's staring out of. Because, yeah, even for me, I was like, I don't know, especially like. I don't know. It just, yeah, it seems an odd choice for this big gangly dude to just, like, curl up on the floor between, like, the bed and the wall kind of a thing. Even, like, in the middle of the living room somewhere in despair, but whatever. One of those author moments that he didn't actually test out. We, <laughs> like, yeah. He was down on the floor. Plot device. He needed to have a reason to be under the bed, and I don't know. He could have just decided to investigate. And just have been like hardcore searching the place, but no, he's just depressed. So sad wizard hours only. Sad wizard hours only. So regardless of how or why he got there, um, yeah, he rolls over and is like, "Get yourself together." And he's like, "Oh wait, there's something under the bed." Which bad, bad cops. Right. I, I did think of that. Too. Maybe they're coming back to comb the scene. Maybe they just like clear. I don't. I have no idea how this works. All I know is you know TV land, which always does things really quick. Um, but apparently they haven't done a super thorough job of sweeping the place because there is a canister under the bed with a full, um, used roll of film on it. The year is 2000. Film canisters are a legitimate <laughs> piece of evidence. Legitimate. Not everything was instant digital. Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> Damn cops, they thought to grab a cell phone. And, <laughs> and yeah, I, I don't know. Let's see. We checked your Instagram, did, but who did, knew did about we, the camera? Did, <laughs> I was going to say, did we even have much of a camera phone in 2000? Maybe just. I feel like we had we had charms on the cell phone, but that's That like, was a big. Oh, the, the little Winnie the Pooh charms. That was a big deal in my house with my kids and me. <laughs> Anyways. um, Yeah, so yeah. So he finds this and he suddenly decides he's... Um, so here he decides he's got to get back in the game. He's like, wait, me piece of evidence. This might tell me something. This is exciting. This, oh my God, matches exactly the one I happened to find out at Victor Tell's lake house. Huh? Weird. Um, and he's psyching himself up, getting all pumped. Wizard. Wizard. Look at him go. <laughs> he's not collecting any dust on this guy. Oh, wait. Except for like the two hours he fell asleep on the floor in front of the window. Um, well, there was a nice, like, it's kind of nice to know that he's got that human side of him, that wizards are not all powerful. Fallibility. Yeah. Right. He's pretty much at his lowest point. And, you know, he's had a rough couple days. He was concussed. It's the middle of the night. He'd been chased around by a demon. He, you know, threw down with, with Marcone's guys, you know, blew a door. He probably needed a nap. Yeah. I mean, he did, he did pass out for a while there. He says, I was just so tired, exhausted from... All the magic I had to use from the walking, from the bruises, the punches, and the lack of sleep. So that's where it does actually say that he, it does cost him energy to use magic. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we sort of stated before, maybe not as explicitly, but exactly that he processes it through him. You know, you don't create or destroy energy. So, so yeah, it takes a bite out of him when he's doing all that stuff. So, 
Um, but yeah, so he's trying to psych himself back up. He's excited. Maybe he's got a break. Maybe he's got a lead. And oh, there's a key in the door. And he's trespassing on a crime scene. <laughs> Oops. Who among us hasn't accidentally? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's that desensitization. You know, you're so used to it at Halloween, just picking it up at the dollar store. That what does police do not cross really mean anymore? Apparently not much to the, everyone in this book. No. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much, that's, that's chapter 18. It's the style still in ski instinct. <laughs> chapter 19. As Harry is headed to leave, someone enters the apartment. Posing as a CPD authority, he confronts the man and learns he was the photographer, Donnie Wise, returning to collect the film he had shot that had gotten Linda Randall killed. She had hired him to get evidence of the sex rituals going on at the lake house to use for blackmail. Oh, we got chapter 19. Harry hides behind a door and watches man enter. He was a good-looking man, or so it seemed, with strong lines to his jaw and cheekbones, as how Butcher describes him. And then he turned around. And then he, he just kind of like a rat mind. face. Rat, weasel, yeah. one or the other, both. So I figure maybe it's not so much that Butcher is misogynistic as rather he just really doesn't like men. Because <laughs> he changes the description. <laughs> what? That's a take. <laughs> I, revised, I revised my opinion of his looks. His mouth was too pinched, his eyes too small and too close together, giving him the intent predatory look of a ferret. It was the weasel. Yeah. I, I take offense on behalf of ferret owners everywhere. <laughs> Just <laughs> ferrets like ferret looks look great on a ferret. Ferret looks don't look so great on a person. On a person, yeah. Draco Malfoy was beautiful, right? It worked for him. Mm-hmm. Not so much for uh, Frank. Oh my God, Mash! What the hell was his Frank? Ferret face. What was his last name? Oh, you people. Ugh. I'm gonna have a million shoutouts now for that one, or you know. I was gonna say, yeah, no one will be happy. Not, with you not, for not a mashed. good shout out, a bad <laughs> call out for. But I oh God, think this is the second some... guy that you're uh, canceled for not knowing mesh. That uh, butcher likes to describe in in poor terms. So I guess it's, it's easy to say that he's got this imp- impression of women, but I think it's really just more that he just really doesn't like men. No, we just haven't met any really good-looking men yet. I'm gonna say Jim Butcher does wax poetic about Thomas. Yeah, who we will meet in future. There's there are some some. He good just look- hasn't found his muse yet. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Um, also, I, this is tra- like classic like bad guy villain. Like, yeah, bad guy ugly. Literally, just gonna say that this bad is guy your- super powerful, attractive, skeevy. <laughs> Photographer, rat tails. Hey, I could shoot some classy nudes for you, kind of guy. So, yeah, I think that's it. It's 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 supposed to. It's um, I don't know, literary device or whatever. It's it's basically exactly. It's the trope. It's it's yeah. It's it's the he's not a great guy, so he's not gonna look super great. It just helps to enhance the sort of um. What you see is what you get. He looks kind of skeevy. He is kind of skeevy. And not super high class. But regardless of whether that was the intention or not, we got old ferret face. And this is is actually a great little exchange. Like, so Harry, like, basically out of options. He's like, well, I don't want to trap myself in the bathroom. So he jumps behind the door. 
you know, and turns out it's not the cops or whatever coming back to finish processing the scene because, you know, they missed a roll of film under the bed. Um, it's this other guy, and he immediately starts, like, and, and I don't know, is that just kind of good luck, or does he, like, he immediately starts looking under the bed for this thing, like, you know, doesn't, I don't, as if I recall correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like, I don't think he really starts searching anywhere else, I think he pretty much type bombs under the bed, so, um, but, um, so yeah, so Harry decides to mess with him a bit. He's like, okay, it's not a cop. It's obviously somebody that kind of knows what's going on. Um, so he fakes the whole, he like mysteriously appears from behind the door and spooks the, well, although the guy knows he was, he just mysteriously appears. And the guy's like, holy crap. And it's his head on the bed. Boof. Yeah, boof, right? The classic, like, <laughs> like um, Pratt fall, physical comedy kind of a thing. And Harry flips out his little ID badge that says consultant, <laughs> but just kind of, and he's like, yeah, I'm with the cops and an official, I'm on the case. I was waiting for you. you always return to the scene of the crime. Yeah, I love how he plays into the whole, <laughs> look at the guy. The guy's, I've seen cops. The guy falls for a hook line, right? Exactly. Like Harry pulls out like every trope, every stereotype, and the guy's just like, oh my God. And then when he finally kind of is like, hey, wait a second, that's not like, like, a, a real badge kind of a deal. Then Harry like summons the the staff and the guy drops a brick because he's like, oh my god, you're one of them. <laughs> right? So Harry's like, oh, he knows something about wizards and is even more terrified than being busted by the cops. But we love a fan. We love, right? Like, oh, you know my work. Only not Harry's work specifically. So um, I take credit for Merlin's shit. I'm like, yeah, no, uh, no. Was, we were all involved in that group project. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty quick. Harry is just like, what up? Well, he just switches tack, right? He's You're like, not okay. supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. What's up? Yeah. So, yeah, switches tack from the whole, um, yeah, I can't intimidate you as a talk, but he's a cop, but he's like, oh, I can freak you the fuck out because, ooh, I can, even though Magic. Harry's like, I'm tired. I don't really have anything in me. I don't, I don't actually want to hurt the guy. Like, that's not productive. So I got really nothing I can use on him. But the old classic, he doesn't know that. This was something that kind of um, was one of those amusing but slightly annoying. So this is, again, if you've listened to the audio book, <laughs> there's some parts here where Marsters again obviously just slightly missed the gist of the chapter having not sort of been able to to pre-read and all that because Donnie keeps Donnie keeps trying to reply sarcastically but in the initial read Marsters kind of reads it as straight so he's like because he's like oh um so yeah Linda hired me to take some pictures or whatever I've done you know she knows me because I've done some work for the girls before and stuff like that like for magazines and Harry's like oh like adult magazines and the way it should be read is like, no, like, uh, classy magazines, right? But the way the first Marsh reads, he's like, no! Yeah, it was just like, it was, anyways. Sorry, it's funny for those of you that have, we might have to cut some of this, some of this off. But it was funny because when you listen to this, when Marsters reads it, um, yeah, it was one of those things that kind of struck me as funny because he doesn't get the sarcastic bits. He reads them almost as like serious the first time around. Um, and so it's kind of funny because you're listening to it and you're like, wait, what? And then you like look at the book, you're like, oh, 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 oops. But again, that to me is just kind of bonus error material on that. Um, so this whole exchange with Donnie, he finds out that Linda, or Harry finds out that, that this Donnie Wise guy was hired um, to show up at the lake house 
and take some pictures for her. Um, and again, the little things in it, like, he's like, I just showed up and shot my roll and left. And Harry's like, he, he, he's like, oh, he doesn't get, like, the whole double entendre that he's making. And he's like, wow. <laughs> like, Harry's like, this guy's setting me up real good, and the guy just doesn't get any of it. Um. Which is really the best, it, I think, and, and, and tethical, and tethical. To Harry? Antithesis? Antithesis? And antithesis, yeah, I see. Counterpart? Sure. <laughs> Forget all the big bads. Just someone who doesn't put up with his snark because they just simply don't get it. Because everyone else is just like, shut up, stop it, how dare you? Yes. And it just builds them up even more. But this is a really good way, like, like Nicodemus, as we get there, should just hire like this guy to just like... <laughs> stop him cold every time because that would really get hairy like, that's true yeah it pisses everybody <laughs> off when they get the jokes and they know he's but yeah if you've got somebody that's just too dumb to get the jokes it stops you colder in your tracks than any yeah villain intimidating could do do you even know what i'm doing right now i am fucking amazing like, and there's no respect you would make <laughs> so hilarious straight man for someone out there and you were just it all up. yeah yeah but yeah because their whole conversation goes like that and Harry's like nobody appreciates my brilliance <laughs> but we do so yeah so basically they they Harry very quickly like it's right off the bat he just dismisses him like there's barely any thought process there's barely any investigation he's just like you're clearly not the killer so why are you here he's <laughs> yeah. like you help me find the killer it's like you don't even know this guy he's been here a minute <laughs> right Maybe he is so brilliant that he's convincing you that he's dumb. And, and maybe, like, because he's already seen the Shadow Man, he's like, oh, well, it wasn't that guy, and that's the only one. But, like, you've also had this whole, like, he was in the shadows, so you don't exactly know what he looks like, and you're still possibly entertaining the 13 yeah, you total haven't. suspects. Like, it hasn't been fully dismissed yet, so the fact that he's just like, ah, you're not my guy, let's work <laughs> together. It's like, eh, what jeez. You guys have both shared, like, an under-the-bed moment together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> Who here hasn't hidden under the bed, but... <laughs> and made it With their wife's bond. other... Under the bed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Just>. Moving right <laughs> along. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, they, they make a really quick deal like there's literally barely any text where it's just like okay you can have this film canister if you tell me everything you know it's like yeah and i get it a bit from donnie's side because that's just kind of he's your your quick cut a deal and go kind of right he's not super sophisticated he's no marcone right he does not see all the angles does not think about all the benefits he just wants to get out of there as quick as he can and whatever's best so he's like i just want the film and i want to go without this guy killing me and you can see also just how much they don't really like respect the chicago pd like both harry i mean harry sure but this rando off the street was like i'm also gonna go to a crime scene that's definitely already been like looked at and begged and then i'm gonna steal back my evidence like that hopefully if that happened to me it. i'd be out of town already i'd be like <laughs> okay bye like, <laughs> i'm not like they probably left a film canister behind well, let me I go did, back and get it it's kind of interesting too because as the one taking the pictures i mean 
presumably this was a fresh role and he didn't start off with like a bunch of selfies of himself before he decided to go take on this job for Linda. It's not like so, a gun with a serial number on it. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. We know like, I don't know. Fingerprints on the canister, maybe. But film canisters aren't very big. Linda's already handled it and stuff like that. Like, maybe they pull a print off and they have your print to connect that to anything anyways. Um, I don't know, right? But yeah, exactly. It's It seems kind of like, oh, well, actually, I guess it's not that big a stretch because we do sort of figure out that he wants to use it for his own purposes. I guess it wasn't so much. Yeah, that he suspected that he was going to use it to continue the blackmail. Yeah, so I guess that way it wasn't just but to cover his own ass. Too little, too late. But like, It's well, a crime scene now. Like, it's a crime. You should assume all the evidence is gone. Again, like, sure, we can all stand here and say, oops, they left something behind. But in reality, like, yeah, it, I'd it be like, oh, they, that place is crawling in detectives. They found it. I'm going to leave town. Yeah, exactly. Like, would you risk getting caught at a, a especially a murder crime scene? And especially if it's just because he wants blackmail. Like, you're not even complicit. Like, well, all you're going, all you're breaking into a crime scene for money. Like, bro, get out of there. Like, well, it's just, yeah, right. There's nothing else you would think to really tie him to it otherwise, right? Like. I suppose if you're paranoid enough that it doesn't really matter. If you're paranoid and you're scared. I was going to say maybe paranoid and stupid enough. He doesn't know the extent of what magic can do. But if he's this scared of, you know, wizards and the shadow man and stuff like that. Like, again, I think just kind of got a point that, yeah, why would you? Again, unless this is the the, um, ignorance of thinking that he can track him back because, you know, he touched a roll of film. I don't know. Well, and, and he doesn't he doesn't know the extent of the magic. I mean, Dresden can use some blood to do a tracking spell. We've already seen that. Yeah. So it's it could be possible that in in this guy's mind that 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 film could That's be I mean, led yeah. back to him because it's magic. He had a, he doesn't know. Maybe right, and it's maybe that is makes it worthwhile in his. But yeah, and again, it could just be the first novel wasn't perfect there was a couple little plot holes there was a couple little tweaks it could just sort of be again sort of the plot device to get us there you know but yeah there's there's definitely a couple things you can pick nits about there well and it wasn't enough that he finds the, the the film canister because really a film canister looks like a film canister looks like another film canister just because there's a film canister here doesn't mean that it was actually a, a match to the one that was at Victor Cells. So it was serendipitous that the photographer shows up because otherwise he wouldn't really have much to stand on until he develops the film. Well, and let's face it, Harry's almost out of cash. He probably couldn't have afforded to have to go and he doesn't want to have to go to Murph because then he's going to hand it over to her. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it plays into that whole thing that at least he can just ask the guy what's on there and yeah, despite not knowing him really. You can hold them up to the light. You don't need to make them a full picture. You just have to develop it first, though, because otherwise if you open the, that film up, it'll destroy it. Yeah, so? Even the negatives you have can to still be look developed at, to a certain degree. You can still degree. look at it like... No, it'll light them out. Instantly? Because I've looked them. at them before. Is that after their... That's, that's after the yeah. process. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so they include like a set of before. negatives, okay. but it's once it's been processed off okay, the film. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. I was like, just hold it up to the light, but okay. Yeah, no. Not he, even that part yet. No, he couldn't do that instantly. Okay. He would have to, yeah. Either way, at this point, all of the details are pretty lined up. Like, you could, you know, like those, like, mystery novels where it's like, they end and it's like, so who did it? Like, there's like 10 page whodunit 
sort of stories. Like, at this point, you've got a pretty good, like... There was a thing out at Lake Providence. This guy had to go shoot at Lake Providence. This guy had a camera. This guy made shoots for Linda. Linda wanted to talk to Harry and gives like... At this point, as far as one of the lines go, it's like, okay, sure, I can get Harry's thought process, you know? Like, he's arrived at the conclusions that all make sense now. Except for the part where, like... I mean, we still don't know about the magic angle. Mm -hmm. Insofar as the Shadow Man, but we have a pretty good idea about Monica Sells has sent Harry out to go find Victor Sells, and this Donnie Wise photographer has taken pictures of Victor Sells on behalf of Linda Randall, and Donnie knows about magic, and Linda knows about vampires, and... And uh, Jennifer and Linda, and Jennifer and Tommy Tom are the ones dead. Tommy Tom is a part of Marco, and, like, it's very, like... You know, like, what starts out is, like, 37 different lines. Like, you do see it now be like, okay, wait, this is all one congruent story as a matter of fact, which is typically how these stories go. It's 37 problems that are like, wait, it's all one problem. Spoiler. But it's not, though. Now you get to this point. Yeah, at which point, you know, he, he very quickly is just like, okay, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I got what I got, destroys the film, and now it's like, it's almost like, the last track in, like, a racing game. Like, he's just like, you gotta hit as many gold rings before the finish line as you possibly can. Like, ring as many bills as you possibly can. Right. Because he just starts on this quick, like, okay, I gotta talk to Monica, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta get there, I gotta, you know? And to be fair, it's been established that if he doesn't, he's dying <laughs> the next time it rains well, and storms. Well, there, there like, is, you know, and, and as a we literal spoke, deadline. And as we spoke in the last episode, you don't know what the weather's going to be like. Like, we've discussed it has to be at nighttime because otherwise the daytime will ruin it. But other than that, it could rain tonight. So, yeah. And it did say also that the sun was just beginning to rise. So we know he's got like 16 plus hours to get this done. So... Yeah, we're, like, potentially. It might not rain and snow tonight, or, or storm tonight, but it might. Yeah. Well, yeah, it really becomes, Sorry, like... Sorry, we're in Canada, and March, our storms still involve snow. <laughs> <laughs> Which we had just a couple days ago. <laughs> March 28th, I hate it everyone. here. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. Exactly, right? He's starting to feel the pressure. He's starting to put it together. He starts to wonder, like, hmm, maybe there was a reason I was sent out there in the first place. Right, but I do kind of like it. Still takes that moment to show Harry's um, moral side to that exactly. Instead of just walking away, he just like he destroys. He's like, "Well, you already told me what's on it, so it's no good to me." Like, assuming you're right, then I have what I got. Assuming you're lying, well, whatever. Um, but I'm not actually. But you said you were going to get rid of it, so I'll just get rid of it for you, let so me just you can't. Help you on that. Yeah, let me just help you before you get yourself into any more trouble or cause any more trouble. Anyway. And Donnie's like. <laughs> but Harry's like, eh. um, but yeah, it was just again kind of a nice moment where he just like ties up that little loose end there. Um, but yeah, he's starting to. He feels like it's maybe time to to revisit sort of how this all started because he got the phone call first before he went and actually met with Monica. So now he's like, maybe it wasn't completely accidental. Maybe someone wanted me to be out that way and kind of put, which kind of pisses him off because he's like, that's kind of what put me on the Shadow Man's radar is that he, you know, like, yeah, um, maybe someone was there when I went, um, but I couldn't see him, but he sure as hell saw me. 
And when I started poking around afterwards, so that, um, you know, oddly enough, doesn't sit real well. <laughs> he's a little annoyed by that. And thus far, he kind of thinks he's on the Shadow Man's radar because of Murphy. He's been involved in this thing. In, yeah. And in the, in Tommy Tom and Jennifer Stanton's murder. So he's been going from this angle, like, okay, well, this is what happens when you're a consultant for the police. But now it's like, no, wait, like, <laughs> I got tricked into this a whole other way. Yes. Like, yeah, they might not be as as separate as I've been believing they are pretty much mm-hmm. up until this moment. Um, yeah. So Harry's like, maybe it's time for me to check in with that client who um, sort of said she didn't need me anymore. <laughs> I need her. Yeah. So that brings us to chapter 20. This is chapter 20. Chapter 20. Harry goes to confront Monica Sells, now reasonably sure that Victor Sells is a warlock. He wants to know as much information as he can. He notices that she's been abused, and her children are scared. He falls into a soul gaze and realizes that she contacted him to protect her children more than anything. Now here's some of your scene-setting, Tanzan. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lovely ominous description. That's great. The The street was quiet one, and it took me a moment to realize that most of the houses were not occupied. For sale, signs stood in many of the, the yards, sparse curtains draped over empty, gaping windows like cobwebs. There wasn't a lot of bird song for a street, street with so many trees, and I couldn't hear any dogs barking as I walked along the sidewalk. Overhead, clouds were thickening, building up for another thunderstorm. Taken all together, it had a feel of some place blighted. A place where a black wizard had set up shop. I kind of wonder, because he says, like, the cab dropped him, like, a block away. Is that just so he can, like, sneak up on Monica? Or is that just because, like, the cabbie's, like, again, that ominous background feeling of, like, hey, I'm just going to drop you here. We don't go up We don't go uptown. We don't go uptown. Harry only had $17. That's how far $17 gets you in a cab. Uh, fair. Fair. It was like, he almost he got me to a block good enough a lot. You know what? All things considered, that is probably the most legit reason. Because <laughs> I'm like, he basically goes up and starts pounding on her door and ringing the doorbell. He wasn't exactly sneaking up, so why'd you have to get out a block away? But Me and the cabbie counted out 11 blocks. <laughs> That's how much I got. Like, once the meter hits like $16, can you stop? Because I have a buck to tip you. <laughs> Whatever. I don't think Harry's tipping at the end. When you only have $16 in your pocket? Maybe. I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Get me $16 and I'll give you that $1 tip. Because the rest of us have shame. Harry, no. (laughs) Well, you know what? That's fair at this point. He's like... But anyways. um, But yeah. You know, does the polite thing. Like, knocks on the door. Nothing. Rings the doorbell. Nothing. And then he's just like... Ding, 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 ding. Oh, hi, Monica. Did I disturb you? But yeah, she just like cracks the door and is immediately like, mm, sorry, can't see you. And Harry's like, fuck that. We got to talk. Yes. Gets, forces his way into the, uh, the the house. Yeah. And. Which somewhat backfires for him because she's got a stun gun. <laughs> right. And pause for a second here. Now, is this jumping ahead spoilery? Because we talked about the threshold with the demon, but we haven't really talked about it with people. And I don't know, because that's not something... I mean, is it... I think it's fair to bring up. Okay, because it's not really... It's not a huge spoiler. spoiler as such. part of the physics of the world. Okay. And that is that... Just the fact that it's spelled out more clearly later is just... Okay. Um, so, yeah, I find 
that interesting because not just the fact that she's got a stun gun, which she tries to, but, you know, we sort of touched on this a little with the demon of thresholds, but, like, so that's sort of anything from outside, anything from the never-never sort of physically can't cross a barrier at all without a whole hell of a lot. Humans, like, Harry could cross thresholds, um, but what it does, while it doesn't affect him physically, what it affects is his magic side of it. So he's kind of, again, was this sort of a little bit of a loophole before Butcher had completely solidified all of his? Because he, she does, she tries to come at him with the stun gun, and he sort of lets her for a second to sort of give her that illusion of control that he's got to, lets her get it sort of right up to his face, and then he just kind of goes, and fizzles it right so he has so is that just there's enough like it takes so little at that point that even though harry's left the bulk of it behind it doesn't matter it's a stun gun it's it's doesn't I think, take i think it's fair to say both at the like stormfront and restoration of faith were both written not to be yeah a series long entire thing like he did it as a challenge to his teacher to be like i can't write and then we got restoration of faith slash stormfront yeah and from that I'm sure it's fair to say that even if he had rules in place for his own world, they weren't entirely fleshed out. Yeah, for sure. But I think it's also fair to say that wizard setting off technology wouldn't be a lot of Mojo effort or required. will. Because that's just... Mm, typically, like, Harry doesn't have to put will towards that. Eventually, something will just go. He can put effort to yeah. it and make it happen. But whether or not he wants to, shit's going to shut the fuck down. So I think in this particular case, it's just a little bit more like... And that's kind of a thing. Like it doesn't use up probably, a lot like yeah, your home. It doesn't break the rules <laughs> for this one book. Yeah, even if they weren't in place in the first place. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, just kind of interesting, great. That, like you say, is probably more one of those things that just wasn't fully fleshed out at the time. Um, but yeah, that he's willing and able, and it kind of. I mean, I guess this is what makes you wonder a little bit too that Monica knows some about, but she doesn't know anything and everything about it too because otherwise she would have sort of known basically at that point she has nothing to fear from him right if she knew that he sort of would his magic would get stuck crossing that because she never invites him in he just pushes his way and that's what does it right like again the way if you invite a vampire or something from the never never they can access the same thing you invite a wizard he comes in wholly intact mojo and everything right so this is so yeah physically harry can come in as a human being into another human being's house but it's the magical part of it that's um and yeah it sort of lets you know either purposefully or accidentally i guess the limits to some monica's knowledge too because um because she seems like i mean he is a big tall intimidating man but that seems to be a little bit less of her issue and fear with him like it does seem, seem to stem from, you know because she's like i'm not gonna let you in wizard i'm not gonna let you hurt me i'm not gonna let you touch them right like it's not scary dude it's wizard um but yeah i just thought that was kind of a little bit again something to note sort of yeah mm -hmm. that you see in later ones how that is sort of emphasized a little bit more um well he ends up um while trying to disarm disarm her after he, he fizzles out with his uh, hex yeah the electronics uh, doing a soul gaze with monica cells and realizes that really she's just doing this out of the love for her children and just trying to save them yeah she's had a hard life you know did not have a great childhood 
um, married somebody that gave her, and it doesn't really specify, um, you know, whether that was emotional, physical, verbal, you know, it just kind of says she doesn't have great parents and she suffered more of that at the hands of her husband. So we don't know the details, but basically, you know, abused woman of some sort or another. Um, and that's, yeah, she will take a lot herself and put up with a lot. But the second anything untoward gets close to her kids, that's where she draws the line. That's where she gets the power from. That's where, you know, she says, you can do whatever you want to me, but damn it all to hell. I will not let anything happen to my kids um, to ruin them and their childhood and their lives and their right. So again, there's that inner strength and it's sort of, you know, Harry does understand more where this all came about, why she sort of came to him in the first place. Um, doesn't really make him feel all that. I mean, it's, it's, he sort of has an understanding, but Harry's like, I'm not really down with all the soul gazes. <laughs> like, that's intense stuff you don't want to see and stuff you can't get rid of. And he hadn't altogether meant to, like, you know, when he disarmed her, she was kind of surprised and astonished, and she forgot and locked gazes, and Harry didn't really have a chance to... You know, again, these things happen within a couple of seconds. It doesn't take long. And yeah, they're in it before. Mm -hmm. And Harry's like, I didn't want to know that. I didn't want to have to go there. <laughs> right. But it does right? seem to calm her down. Like she she sort of collects herself after that. And she apologizes. I'm sorry, Mr. Dresden. Well, yeah, he describes it as putting the mask back on. And yeah. that's it, right? She's been seen. He's like, I'm going to die. Like, I'm not here to hurt you or your kids. I just want help. And yeah, she throws the mask back on the oh yes of course i'm so sorry you know like don't don't let him see uh yeah frozen anyone how's that go don't let him see <laughs> oh come on these people fail me daily i don't know anyone <laughs> let it go let it go don't let them see oh. don't let them see inside be the good girl you always have to be thank you there we go thank you oh. was it that hard yeah, so Monica basically, yeah. Just because I can doesn't mean I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything to leave me out on a limb hanging. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, that's exactly. Um, and then that's is the kids and, right, we've had this little tussle, so there's probably been a little bit of noise and, you know, there's the incessant doorbell ringing and then a little scuffle and whatever and the kids pop up and it's, Mom, are you okay? Do you need me to call the police? And again, right, like, Monica is shaken. Doesn't want the kids to have to worry, right? Probably is, is no, she doesn't really have to fear Dresden himself. Um, but again, you know, she's like, with her back turned because she's crying, you know, but her back turned, she's like, nope, everything's fine. You guys go back in the room, lock the door. I got this, you know, and they're like, you sure? And she's like, yeah, nope, we're right. So again, it's that protecting, you know, like I will take this, I will handle this, I will deal with it. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to give that burden to my, because it says, you know, she's pre-adolescent. So she's, you know, 12-ish kind of a thing, 12, 13 year old. And she's like, I'm not going to put, this burden of you having to care for your parents, of you having to look after, right? And I mean, again, we know she contacted him because hubby's gone, so dad's apparently not around. So, you know, they've already got that loss for whatever that may be. We don't really know what the home situation is like, right? But yeah, she's just like, 
doesn't want them to have to shoulder that. Yeah. So a good mom. She's trying to be a good mom. She's trying to be. It's yeah. Good instinct whether she's got it down right or not, but exactly the intent is there and she's yeah. trying. So we end off end off the chapter with her or conv- uh, him convincing her to give the information that she he needs. Yeah. Tell me what you know and and he throws out a couple accusations too. He wants his lock of hair back. He wants his Oh yeah, he surprises her with the oh. news. He's like, I wanna, I want my lock of hair back. I wanna know who killed Tommy. I wanna know who killed Jennifer. I wanna know who killed Landa, Linda. <laughs> and she's all like, wait, Linda's dead? And so there's a moment there, but it's also like, up until this point, you know, when I first read the book, I was like, okay, the shadow man is the guy with the lock of hair, you know, not Monica. So I was a little bit thrown like, wait, what? Wait, why her? Why, what are you doing, right? And, it's that little bit more, you know, Harry taking these leaps of faith, I think. He, he, he very often is like, oh, well, let me stab at this, you know? Like, I'm not a cop. <laughs> Who cares who I accuse of what? But at the same time, I was very much like, wait, what the fuck did I miss? Like, Yeah, because I think he kind of just did that in the last chapter with Donnie, too. He's like, I had no idea. I just threw it out there. And, oh, lo and behold, Donnie's like, oh, my God, you know things. <laughs> you know, he's like... <laughs> but yeah, exactly. He throws that, and again, that's that reaction that she's like, "Linda's dead," and then immediately she's like, "Doesn't matter. Can't deal with that right now." And he's like, "Dude, people are dropping like flies, and I don't want to be next." And she's like, "Can't help you. Like, I if he even knows you were here." So yeah, not like exactly that. He's he's half fishing, half kind of right. It's an uh, educated guess, I guess. It's still a guess. But he's starting to wonder, and, and yeah, not that Monica per se, but exactly that link that's there that maybe your missing husband case and my shadow man case are not completely separate entities, right? So you know him, you know what's going on, where would he have this, where can I get my stuff? And she's basically like, no, I don't, can't help, doesn't matter, you're dead anyways. He's like, great <laughs> so he, he does lay it down he's like pleading for it at this point like this is my last chance like and he doesn't so much go as far as to imply like if like well after him who's next it'll be you or it'll be the kid like he doesn't go to that point but it is very much like come on woman yeah, like I don't think we he... don't know when's it gonna end like i can end this but you gotta help me and like, i think that's it it doesn't really need to because that's where monica is already that's why monica went to him in the first place because she's <laughs> like it's gonna be me or the kids next and me I can maybe handle or whatever but that's it if it's going to cross the line if he gets rid of me I'm not there to look after and protect them so yeah exactly it's that sort of impl- he, he does and I mean he, he says he sort of invokes the names right he brings up Jennifer and Linda again that obviously she knew these people that she was you know friends or whatever with had a relationship and there's the other side, which is not delved into quite yet, but he keeps saying there was this nagging resemblance to Monica from when he first met her, right? So, you know, it's kind of getting obvious to what that's going to be here as well, right? So the fact that he just keeps bringing that up and, yeah, keeps rubbing it in, you know, like Jennifer and Linda, and I'm going to be next, like the storm is going, and she's like, yeah, it's too late. And he's like, it doesn't have to be like you came to me this is why you came to me like we're getting down to the wire but continue right and yeah she's afraid and and as far as monica i mean monica doesn't know this but as far as harry's aware it's like if he decides to skip my me the storm tonight and go until if i'm not tonight's victim the doom of damocles is getting me tomorrow so he's also very much like 
I legitimately have to do this yeah, right the fuck now, lady. Uh, <laughs> right yes, the fuck now. Yeah, so. we can't forget about that. That Morgan summoned the council to yeah, meet Monday and morning. So and it, like, it's it's legitimately like, lady, you don't get it. Like, this is happening right the fuck now, or I'm dead, no matter what. No matter what. I yeah. need. I'd like to not be killed, but if that's off the table, I'd like to not be killed. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, if I should survive murder attempt number one, I would really like to be able to prove why they should not continue with attempt number two. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she's kind yeah. of... So She does agree in the end. She, he does manage to convince her, although she's not very hopeful for him. She's like, fine, fuck it, I'll tell you whatever the fuck you want, but yeah, you already dead. This is just a waste of our time. Let, yeah, like, her literal closing line is, there's nothing anyone can do now. Yeah, yeah and it's very much like... Great, thanks. <laughs> but I will take it. Yeah. Harry will still. Yeah. So. Yeah. So not a lot of action in these last couple chapters, but definitely has pushed things along. Harry's, the, the penny's starting to drop. The pieces are starting to come together. Harry's starting to figure out which strings to pull on. And um, yeah, we're getting close to some resolution. Very much. This cat's cradle has really, really uh, simplified itself. In these few chapters, it's it, it seems a lot more. It looks like a cat's cradle way, now yeah. instead of the thing I always end up with when I pull out. It's not just a mess. It's it's it, it, it's, it's really just a, a simple braiding, rather yeah. than yeah, just this tangled yeah. garbage of thirty-seven <laughs> problems. I mean, at this point, really, all we've got now is the Shadow Man slash Victor cells and the Doom of Damocles. It's not yeah. We Four know, issues were down to two. Yeah. So. And we know they've both been out at the the lake house. Yeah, so. Whether they're, yeah. Whether, yeah, whether they're working together or not. We're both out of the lake house. We're, again, looking at 13 suspects, so, maybe, yeah, but it's still all. brings this and this, yeah. So really, yeah, other than and, Morgan. And maybe down to, like, 10 or so, 9 or 10, because at least three people are dead. So, you know, maybe that. <laughs> True, that Monica, Tommy Dom, well, four, really, because Monica could be a, the last. Monica could be in or eight, so. So, you know. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And, and also, I'll throw in, it could also be. Mr. Photographer, because Harry didn't do any proof <laughs> to dismiss him at all. He was not like was taking. And I feel like it would be off. really like, yeah, fuck you, Dresden. If he walks in to see him part of the summoning circle, like, yeah, how dare you dismiss me, motherfucker? Book twenty-two. Donnie White comes back to bite Harry in the ass. <laughs> Weasel faces back. Turn it's gonna out. be like uh, a Christmas carol when like every like waiter you've ever been mean to comes to haunt you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You dismissed me twenty years ago. <laughs> Not important, my ass. Yeah, exactly. All right. Ooh-hoo. Getting down. Seven chapters to go. This concludes our episode ten. A shocking revelation. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and macanalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure at it by your own risk. We love our listeners. <laughs> <laughs>